Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. And I'm Chris. Is it your pace or mine today, Chris? Yours, lady. You go first. Well, um, how are you? we both raced about two weeks ago? <laughs> so that's that's pretty fresh in my mind. So you did the Philly Marathon, and I did the JFK 50 miler. So why don't we just start there? How are you? How did the race go? Did you? What was your? How are you feeling since then? Let's let's start there. Uh, okay. Um, well. If it tells you how I'm feeling, I haven't run since then, so there's, <laughs> so there's. All the, right, I'm 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 doing the um, I'm doing that very conservative thing. I think it was uh, Jeff. Maybe it was Jeff Galloway, or maybe it was somebody that said you should rest for one day for every mile your race was. That's that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I think that was probably Jeff Green, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, it was, it was okay. Um, I went into it completely and wholly and totally fully untrained. Um, I went, I went really on my memories, my, my legs memories of having run <laughs> ultras. So it was, I said that I got through with a bunch of, uh, ultra patients and, um, ultra learned pain tolerances. Well, at least they remembered. They did. Yeah. Um, the weather was, um, not pleasant. Um, it was okay. If I was, if I ran as fast as you, I would have been okay. Um, cause about, about two hours and I don't know, 35 minutes in is one. I mean, it was like holding off, holding up. And then it started raining and blowing sideways. And then I got hailed on at one point. It was gross. So, but you know what? I did it. And those are good excuses. At least you got some good excuses. I got no excuses. My excuse was <laughs> I decided that I was going to do a, a whole lot of nothing before a marathon. What I'm saying is the first three hours, the weather was okay. <laughs> the next two and a half hours, the weather was not okay. So during the last half of a too long marathon was less than pleasant. But the weather was not the reason why my marathon was too long. Well, at that point, it just becomes like a buffet that you sort of run in between the food tables. <laughs> Have you been to the Philly Marathon? No, but I've had a couple of races where it's just like, well, this is just a buffet with a little bit of jogging in between because yeah. this is just not my day. Yeah, and I did, that's what I did. It was good, though. I mean, so much happened that would never have happened if, if I hadn't done the marathon the way I did it. So we can get into some of that a little bit. But um, the day before I ran the Philly Marathon, you were running the JFK 50-miler, and you've been doing road marathons, roadie training, and you got your Olympic trials qualifier in there. So you're, yeah. you're spending only two hours and 41 minutes on the roads what was it like to spend a little bit longer and go twice as far? Okay, to be fair, in training, we, we run longer than two hours and 41 minutes sometimes. Um, but 
It was, it was extremely painful. I'm not even going to sugarcoat that one. I uh, signed up for JFK. So let's not talk about Hartford, actually, this one, because people could just listen to your episode on Running Inside Out with me to figure out about, to learn about Hartford, because I went into a deep dive with that one. So we'll just start post Hartford. Um, So JFK, I signed up for that actually in July. Um, because I did not think that this marathon training was working out. And so I sort of signed up for, as a, like a carrot for the end of the year and the season. So then I figured I would go back to ultra training. And, um, well, after Hartford, that month and a half where I really didn't do much, JFK snuck up on me and I was like, well, like you, I hope that, uh, my legs remember something. And so uh, it was extremely painful. The first JFK, it should, it's on paper, it should be a course that a marathoner or someone of my, what I tend to do well in would do well. And looking at the results, I got third, spoiler, like I, like that seems like I had a really good race, but I actually had a really not great race. (laughs) Um, The first 16 and a half miles are on the Appalachian Trail. And I just haven't run trails since like many on the Jenny (laughs) back in June or May. Like I just don't run on the trails very often. I run on the road. And so I went very slowly for the first 16 miles. I only fell once, which was really convenient. Very nice. Um, And then on the, but then once I got to the canal path, I thought things were going to be a little bit smoother sailing and they were like running wise that I didn't have to look at my feet. But after like mile 25, I considered dropping. It was, it was pain train for the last long time of that race. And so, um, I was, again, I'm always humbled by ultras, always humbled by races. So it was very, very humbling, but I ended up with a good result and so I can't complain. It was it was really fun, but also like that ultra pain just hits you. Yeah, um, I was out there almost as long as you were, so I was in ultra pain too. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was uh, painful. I had a couple because of the fact that I hadn't been training for so long, and you know when you train, you kind of toughen up the skin on your feet. I got, yes. I got I got soft little baby feet right now and spending three hours in the rain with soft little baby feet and the previous three hours running through puddles, my poor little baby feet got blistered and blah, blah, blah. So I had that as well. But you were three minutes off of first place? Two. Two minutes. And so one, two, and three were two minutes apart in a 50-mile race. You don't get that very often. So you were you were hurting, but you were racing. It sounds so strange to say that because for the last four miles, when I really was like, I'm going to die, this hurts so bad. And I was just telling myself, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Um, people kept telling me, she's right there. They're right there. And I'm like, I know, I'm trying, but I, I don't think I could have catch it. <laughs> And the thing is, is when we got off the AT at mile 16 and a half, I went so slowly on the AT because I did not want to fall because I knew I was going to be training for the Olympic trials. I was like 20 minutes behind the lead pack of women. And so it was just, that's how slowly I went on the AT and that I was making up ground and making up ground, but 
I, I say you could say I ran out of real estate, but I, honestly, when I got done with that 50 mile race, I was done. So, you know, I don't want to speculate. I got third, fair and square and the other women did so well. So yeah, but two minutes in a 50 mile race, that's cooking. Yeah, it absolutely. It, I mean, it's, they were, they were literally right there. <laughs> so it was the day, um, like I said, it was, um, the day before Philly. So we were all sitting around, sitting around the house and we were watching your, um, watching, we were watching the, uh, splits come through and it, it seemed at one point that you might've been leading or very much near the lead until Celia sort of moved forward. Were you at the, were you in the lead at all? I don't think so. I mean, we were all running sort of together until we got to like the really rocky part of the AT where I just let everybody go ahead of me. And I just did my own thing. Cause I didn't want to fall. And, um, so I don't, I don't maybe, but we were all sort of running together in a pack. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's like how they record the splits or whatever, when they type them in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you were going nice and gently on the AT, but I saw some, uh, I saw some, was that, that was not road rash. That had to have been AT bruising and bumping. What happened to your shin? Oh yeah. Um, well, it was probably at like mile 12 or 13, somewhere around there. I just took a digger and I hit my right side in the knee and yeah, I was bleeding pretty nicely. Um, but thankfully uh, you know how in races you could be like in, in some serious pain, like even sprain your ankle, but you just like sort of keep going. So I just dusted myself off and I just repeated my mantra of like, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay for like the next mile. And then I just kept going. Uh, and I thought I was, I mean, my, everything is healing. I was bruised and stuff. And then I also sprained my thumb because catching myself, but, um, everything was pretty good and I um, took a week off and then I started running again and then but then I do have this past week I've actually been on the bike because I think I had a little residual damage from that just falling there it sort of just like jimmied my IT band and then running on it feeling better now but I did take a little bit of a I mean I wasn't injured but I'm just being extra safe because I'd rather take care of any niggles that could become bigger niggles now than in February so, uh, nothing bad, but yeah, I did take, take a fall as, as is expected. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't run trails, you know, and even if you do run trails when you're racing trails, you're still taking falls. I mean, that's the, that's the nature of how it goes, you know? True. So I was ready for it and I just kept going. I think it's funny that you said your mantra is you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Cause, cause as a parent, that's, that's what I've spent the last nine years saying to my kids every time they fall and they want to completely lose their mind. I just keep going, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Stop. You're okay. <laughs> I think it's like one of the only sentences I can say through like my tears and snot if I'm crying. <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> I promise you, you won't die. You are just fine. So tears again, huh? You're talking a lot about tears lately. You got tears at Hartford, tears at tears at Buffalo. I mean, I'm a crier during races. I just I don't cry in my regular life, so they got to come out somehow. I see. You keep you keep them all in for when it's when it's a good reason. When I it guess. matters. 
<laughs> I'm thankful. I don't have a lot in my life to cry about. I have a pretty good life. I'm pretty, bl- I'm content. I'm pretty blessed. I mean, yeah. So I, but I, I, and usually my tears are like either pain, like physical pain or happy tears, not, not emotional pain, not like, so good. It's good stuff. Yeah, and the emotion is sometimes maybe just a, a sweet, sweet release. <laughs> thank, thank goodness I did what I thought I could do, and now it's all done. Or, wow, I just did what I did not think I could do, and what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I just ran a uh, six-minute PR in a road marathon. That's, and when you get down below three hours, you don't really run PRs that big. I don't think, I think that's true. Yeah, you don't really. I mean, it's, it it takes a different circumstance. Like some athletes, like the marathon is so fickle that you really have to have a good day. So even a runner, my friend Amanda, she's a fabulous 236 marathoner. And she, I remember her telling me like, I just, I know I'm due for a breakthrough. I just have to let it happen. It's, you know, you do the training and sometimes you just get a crappy day for a marathon. And so you might have say like a 245, a 245, a 245 for like a couple years. And then finally you get the right day and the right training cycle. And then you just jump like six or seven minutes. And, um, that's really just, what the marathon is that sometimes you just, it's not your day. So thankfully this past year, I've had a couple good days. Yeah. So <clears throat> speaking of the marathon being fickle, <laughs> um, what is very interesting. So Philly is like one of the largest marathons in the country. I learned, um, I think it's like the third largest or fourth largest in the country. I mean, there was 16,000 people there. Oh my God. I mean, it was, it was b- big. Do do um, the people ever like? I feel like I would get so much anxiety. Like just so many people. One of the things that li- I like about trail races is it's like there's a cap. I mean, JFK is like the biggest fifty miler in the country, and it was still like only like two thousand people. And I just got up to the front, found Jared Burdick, and I was like, "Hey, let's just make a line for me, Jared." But no, um, I just so many people. I, I don't know, and unless I was in, like, the elite wave where they could, like, shuffle me to the front, I'd probably just get really, like, there's so many people here, I can't run. This is, like, sardines. So, do the people ever, like, all the people, does it ever bother you? I don't, yeah, that's why I run trails. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, um, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Um, I do it for f- fun. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Well, I mean, I went on the road trip for fun and I went with the people that I went with for fun, right? Yeah. That's fun. You know, the marathon is usually just sort of a four hour distraction in the middle of a really cool weekend with hanging out with runners. That's what I said on JFK. Yeah. I was like, this is basically just like my vacation, <laughs> just, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, it is. I don't, I don't love the, uh, as you know, I call it knees and elbows, um, like that's what the whole race feels like to me, but, um, it, it was actually really good. I, you know, I think I also do them. I think I also do these road marathons to remind me, um, 
I don't know, to see other parts of the running world. It's really great to run trails all the time, but there were very nice people. Um, you don't get a whole lot of signs and crowd support at trail races, and Philly had a ton of crowd support. There were people the whole course. I mean, it was great. It was a lot of fun, everybody clapping. And even in the terrible weather, there were people out and getting getting poured on, wind blowing in their face, holding their signs. And so that was really cool. Um and at like mile five or six, I actually ran into uh, your friend and mine, Jim Miner. Um, so I pulled him oh, out of the crowd of that. 16,000 people. I'm running and there's Jim. And so Jim and I actually ran most of the next 20 miles together. He had gone down there for the uh, the the whole weekend. They do an 8K um, and a half marathon and then a full marathon and you get, you know, you do the package deal or whatever. You get all this big giant award, which is crazy. Um, so he had run the 8k and the half marathon the day before when you were running JFK and then he was running the marathon. And so he was kind of taking it a little bit easy and yeah, we just kind of made our way through the race together. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, in a different kind of fun, because so my I'm typically typically my uh, marathon PR is a three forty one, and I've run a three forty one of four four seventeen four nineteen, and then I run this five twenty two I think it was, um, and that's different when you're out there that long. And I, I said that um, I started running ultras because I like to run really long. But that's different when you're in the woods and in the trees and stuff. Um, but I had I had fun. <laughs> I had type 2 fun. Yeah, I was like, which type are we talking about here? Well, so going on the way down, I was totally going to bail and be like, I, I had read the email and it looked like I could actually go and even though I was registered for the fall, I could still run the half on Saturday and I was totally going to do that. And I was like, I'll have a good time running the half and then I'll just like get a, one of those rental bikes and ride the course and clap for everybody else. And one, it turns out it's good that I didn't do that because I wouldn't have been doing a lot of riding and clapping in that wind and rain. But I'm also happy that I kind of, stuck it out, you know, and I learned what it was like to do a marathon on zero training. Um, I don't want to learn that lesson again, but it was nice to know that I could do it. Um, and it was a lot of, um, I ran with a different set of people than I normally would run with, you know, and just kind of chatted with people and, you know, it was good. Did you find that the so you were kind of like a, were you a mid pack? Is that a mid pack or is that back of the pack? That's, I think that's, I think my four hour, I think the U S average is something like a four, the, the, the bulk of the people are a four thirty. Okay. You know? So I think that's the United States average for marathons. Um, but yeah, it's it, when I, so there's a weird thing. Um, you basically hit the half at 13, you hit half at 13 miles. Um, but then the, the next half of the race is an out and back and it's almost a six and a half miles out and six and a half miles back, you know? So your second half of the marathon is an out and back. And when I was looking on the side of the people coming back, 
Yeah, I saw the three-hour people, and I was like, wow, some of them are really fit and blazing. But then the three-hour marathoners are all sorts of different shapes and sizes too. And I'm like, boy, some of those people look like me. And then on my way back, when I was coming in and I was at like mile 22 and I looked on the other side, I'm like, oh, those poor souls, they, oh wait, they look like me. So, you you know, you can always see um, similar f- people to yourself in a race and you honestly can't tell what type of runner somebody is by looking at them because there's some big, tall, lanky guys that are, you know, doing six and a half hour marathons. And then there's short stocky women that are doing three tens, you know, so it's all over the place. Oh, sure. I definitely have, especially in trails. It's like anybody like there, nothing defines the runner. It's just the person out there, you know, did you find where there are like more, do you think there were more trail runners or did you, do you think there were more like ultra and trail runners like back with, where you were, or do you think they're more up towards the front? Oh, there is, I, I have no, I mean, the people that run this, I think there's all kinds of, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. Cause with 16,000 people, you're going to have every single type of runner. But I feel like a lot of like in the case of my friend Amelia too. Like I think a lot of trail runners. I saw like, Amelia. Yeah, I, I actually saw her. I because I drove up to Philly after your guys' race. Um, she like I feel like a lot of trail runners they will do like a marathon like this, but they'll like jog it. Like she, like you know what I mean? Like they'll just do it because it's just like a normal long run. Where I'm like, you're doing a marathon today. Hey, like what were and so I just wasn't sure if there were just a bunch of like you know ultra trail runners you know like Jim or something just like yeah, this is just my Sunday long run yeah it's kind of hard to tell because when you're running roads you dress like a road runner right when you're running trails you dress like a trail runner but I did I did actually see Amelia she was one of the people coming back I probably saw her she maybe if I were to guess she might have finished around a 310 311 good guess yeah, see, because that, that's about when I saw her. I saw her, maybe she was at mile 22-ish, and I was on my way out. So, yeah, and she was. Um, she's one of those ones that I was like, yeah, look at her. She's fit and trim and running fast, you know. Um, but what's, what's, it's so interesting because there's so many people. You see um, there's people that were just walking it together, you know, like mother-daughters walking it, all that kind of stuff that you hear about in the marathon. But then I was actually like, catching up to them because I was running so slow. Um, but the highlight, well, one of the highlights, I guess, a part that I want to mention is I got a high five from Meb at mile 13. Well, so shut the front door. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yep, yep. I was going to meet Meb, him. Meb and Desi and Bill Rogers and Bart Yasso were all there. Um, when I am going to beeline it to Des when I get to Atlanta and then I'm never going to wash my hand. And if she hugs me, I'm never (laughs) going to wash my body. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we do this from remote locations. (laughs) Me too. Um, so yeah, but Meb was, Meb was out on the course at the part where you start going to the out and back. So I got myself a little high five from Meb. Which, you know what? I mean, that's a thing. It's it's a real road marathon thing. Touch touch here for power is actually legit, you know? Because the next two to three miles were pretty good after that. 
Yep. Then we went to Whole Foods. So did everyone else. Yep, yep. <laughs> got changed in Whole Foods and then got a whole lot of uh, buffalo buffalo style seitan, oh, which was really interesting. So good. It was so good. It was so good. I was so psyched about that. Speaking of food, let's transition into our food segment, which will end the show. So I need to ask, because you said, um, and you influenced me, I have been completely vegan for over a month, and that was actually due to when we went on this hike. So I've been mostly plant-based for the past six years. Uh, and But after we went on that hike, and then I just was re-inspired by you to make a better effort at being completely vegan. And um, so I've been doing that for a month. I was going to ask, because you were doing it, so how is your vegan journey going, if you're still on it? Well, well, I, I, I am, with the exception of eggs. So I've added some eggs back in. I feel pretty good with the eggs. Um, I was good. I, I mean, it's not a struggle like, oh, I must eat something from animals. Um, but I, I had, a, I think I had a confluence of circumstances. Or I had started doing the whole plant-based thing, and then um, I got stung by a bee. And you were just like, oh, screw the bees. <laughs> I hate the bees. <laughs> and no, then I had to get prednisone for the bee sting because it went crazy on my ankle. Like it blew up. So they gave me prednisone for it. So then I had these steroids and then I got poison ivy. So then I had to get more steroids and I was on steroids for like a month. And I just felt like I wanted to like rip my chest wide open at the same time that I changed my diet completely. Um, and it just seemed like I felt a little better after I added in eggs once in a while and I don't have them all the time, yeah. but just here and there an egg or two, uh, but everything else is going actually really great. I feel better. Um, I like it. I, I feel good about it. I think there's probably been accidental butter here and there, but I'm not, it's not like, uh, that's really not what I'm going for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just doing your best. Yeah, and I'm just not beating myself up over like, oh, wait, I just ate that pretzel that had butter flavoring. Oh, well, you know, like that, I'm, I'm going to get over that pretty easily. Um, but overall, I think it's great. I still have not really enhanced my cooking um, ex, uh, expertise. I'm still working on that, trying to get a little bit better. I think I just need to keep getting reps in. But... Um, but I'm also, you know, experimenting here and kind of learning. So I'm giving myself a lot of forgiveness for that. Dr. Uh, Prager's burgers were on sale yesterday. So I grabbed a whole bunch of boxes of those for my uh, work lunches when I don't actually pack one. So I got that going for me. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. How, how about you? You said you're a month in. Yeah. Um. No, things are good. Uh, um, I have made a lot, a, a couple new recipes, but I really also like, I really eat just, I'm the rice and beans girl. So I don't really, uh, I'll eat a veggie burger if it's there, but, uh, the easiest thing for me is like rice, beans, avocado, and salsa. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of that. Um, and 
I mean, I've always been a peanut butter person, so just a lot of peanut butter. And no, I feel good. I think um, one of the things that I have noticed just for myself, which this is, I am an N equals one experiment, but I do, I feel like I recover a lot faster when I'm eating plant-based. And um, I, I don't know if that's just, I'm eating a lot of like healthier foods like oatmeal and rice and beans and things like that and not eating dairy or whatever. Um, I don't know, but I don't, it's, I feel good. And, um, I feel like, I think also I feel better about the climate and animals and just those other things. And so when you're, when you're doing something that's also good for other people, I think that just also like, mood follows action so yeah it's good it's great yeah that's that's been my success is i i have a number of different motivators right and so if any one of those seems to be sort of flagging i have all the other motivators to keep me propped up and i definitely feel better in my head as well as in my heart as well as in my belly so it's uh it's going great you know um, I guess, yeah, this makes almost three months at this point. So pretty great. Pretty, pretty and, great. And like I said, when I saw you, you were looking pretty trim. I was like, dang, Chris, looking good. So it's doing good things for you. Yeah, I'm working on it. You know, we're, we're all a work in, uh, work in progress here. Oh, sure. <laughs> all right. So let's wrap up. What do you got? Uh, what do you got upcoming? Um, over the holiday season, you doing any running, racing? I'm hoping around? to get off the bike and start running with um, my team again next week. That'll be fun. But um, so, yeah, I'm not a huge like holiday fun run person. So, uh, yeah, just uh, take, taking it slow and um, trying to stay healthy, building up for the trials. But that's really Nothing exciting, but that's the way I like to live my life. So what about you? <laughs> that's nothing exciting. That's the way I like to live my life. The Ellie Pell story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, now, you know what? I'm hoping to get get back at things. But right now I'm doing a lot of homebody for the holiday kind of stuff. And I think that's perfectly fine. Um I did get my standing desk at work, so I'm doing a bunch of standing, and I got my balance desk, and I got a balance desk, and I'm standing at work, so I feel like that's what I'm doing for myself right now. Um, but I got uh, I got some. I like to do the the goose snowshoe racing. So we have a place called uh, we have a race company, Goose Adventure Racing, and they put on a snowshoe. Um, they put on about five snowshoe races throughout the winter. I've seen the photos. I will enjoy them through the photos in the warmth of my house. I don't like racing in the winter. I have to be honest. <laughs> I love running outside in the winter. Like I'm fine with that. It's the racing thing, things that can go wrong in a race anyway. And racing in the winter is just not my favorite thing. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's because you're a roadie and roadies don't like to race in winters because they fall down. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think it's just me. You know, like a bunch of little penguins scurrying <laughs> off the iceberg. Yeah, there's much traction in our shoes. Yep. All right. That's it. We're all done. Yeah, we're done. This was good. Great. Really, really great. Really great. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.